0: Welcome to Episode 5 of the Brains Report Podcast. I'm your host, James Brains. In today's episode, we're going to take a closer look at the Brondell Swash 1400 Luxury Bidet Toilet Seat. We talk to Parker Bentham, the Director of Sales for Brondell, an Evangelical Bidet user. We get into why you should wash with water how Brondell tests their competitors' bidets, and how French whores have tricked Americans into walking around with dirty butts. After the interview, I'll give you my review of the Brondell Swash 1400, which is on my first-string toilet where I do my serious business. Without any further potty humor, here's my interview with Parker Benthin. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Brains Report Podcast. Today we are talking to Parker Benthin, who is the Director of Sales for Brondell, a company that specializes in air purifiers, water, or water filtration solutions, filtered shower heads, and most importantly, bidets. Parker has worked for Brondell for eight years in the San Francisco Bay Area, and he's graciously agreed to chat with us about my favorite bidet, the Brondell Swash 1400. Thank you very much for joining us, Parker. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So before we get into the real questions, I need to know um, if you are a true believer. Do you have bidets on
1: all the toilets in your home? I am among the converted, yes. Um, Not only do I have uh, bidets uh, on my toilets at home, uh, we have them on every toilet at work. Um, I had to get them for my parents uh, when I visit them, as well as my in-laws, and um, I guess the secret's out now. Uh, I also have a travel bidet that I travel with as well, so 100% converted. Awesome, yeah,
0: so... I had never used a bidet until some friends of ours got us one uh, as a Christmas present about four or five years ago, and it was like a cheap, I think, like, I looked online and it's like maybe 30 bucks, cold water only, and it was horrible as far as bidets go, and I <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> um, yeah. And now we have bidets on all four of our toilets, and yeah, I I have a travel bidet as well. Um they bring with me. Uh, but how, how were you introduced to
1: bidets? Um, you know, it, funny story. Um, growing up, uh, my parents actually had one of those old style porcelain bidets uh, in their bathroom, um, kind of that fixture that's next to the toilet that everyone's not quite sure what the heck it is, right? Um, and I never used it, uh, not even once, uh, growing up the whole time. So, Although aware um, of of bidets, I always thought of them as kind of that old school thing. Um, And so, but for the, you know, kind of modern uh, bidet that goes, uh, attaches to your toilet, right? Um, Brondell actually introduced me uh, to the products. Um, So when I found out about the company is when I found out that kind of the the new style of bidet existed.
0: Cool. So... It seems like bidets are not found in most public and private restrooms in the United States despite their clear superiority to non-bidet life. And so I was wondering, what do you find is the biggest barrier to getting U.S. consumers to use bidets?
1: Well, I think there's lots of barriers, actually, which is um, part of the problem. It's a um, multi-pronged problem, I guess. you know, first I think there's a cultural apprehension towards um, bidets. Um, and so there's been a lot of conjecture, or, uh, conjecture around that. Um, a lot of people attribute it actually back to uh, World War II and the GIs in, um, in Europe uh, frequenting brothels as um, many men at war do. Um, and they associated because a lot of those brothels were in France and throughout uh, Europe uh, actually had bidets for uh, women's hygiene uh, in the brothels. And so a lot of American GIs uh, associated kind of, um, you know, a bidet with sort of a cultural taboo, kind of dirty um, you know, culturally, you know, association. So they brought that back uh, home from war and somehow a lot of people think that's kind of how that taboo-ness uh, started in our culture. Um, So that's kind of, I think, on a cultural level, there's some level of apprehension. Um, But just on a a sheer logistic uh, problem, um, putting... Electronic bidet toilet seats, right in um, you know public restrooms and a lot of places, even in private uh, residences, you know you have to have that uh, GFI outlet. You need to have a, an outlet to plug it into, and a lot of people um, see that as a, a barrier uh, to entry. Although uh, it's very possible to get a, uh, a plug uh, punched in um, for not too much uh, uh, coin. Okay. Yeah. Uh Arbor Day, we,
0: we have a outlet that's uh, kind of far away from where our toilet's located, so we had to pick up a, a special 15-amp uh, extension cord to, uh, like get it over there, and then you have to make it look pretty and everything. So, yeah, I could see how, how some people would find that a little bit um, annoying or, or off-putting.
1: Uh, yeah, it just seems weird, I think, to a lot of people initially. I mean, I think, you know, much like myself growing up, I mean, I had access um, to a bidet, but I thought it, I did. I thought I thought of it as weird. I may not have associated it with World War Two GIs and brothels, but <laughs> um, I, I still thought, you know, washing with water was weird. But the, the, the great thing about the experience of washing with water is that once you do, you uh, it's like the light bulb comes on, right? You don't go backwards. Um, you know, I liken it uh, a lot to, you know, if someone were to have never taken a shower in their entire life, right? And you tell them, well, jump jump in the shower, right? They usually take a dry towel and they rub themselves down and they try to call themselves clean. I mean, we would think that person's mad, right? Um, but if you tell them, oh, turn the water on, and they've never turned the shower water on before, they once they turn that water on, it's like their whole life will change. the The difference between what they thought was clean and now what they know is clean, right? They will never not turn the water on again. And that's what we find over and over and over again with people who actually get the courage up and try uh, try using a bidet. I mean, they never go back. The light bulb's turned on. And the funny thing is, is even with the you know potty culture of America, we find that you know once people you know are aware of bidets, they discover bidets. I mean, they're evangelists. They go out and they're talking about it. They talk you know to their friends, and it's oftentimes it. These are conversations I never thought I would have, but I can't stop talking about it. It's changed their life, really. I Yeah, I'm
0: definitely a, a evangelical bidetist. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Hashtag bidet life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and I, I found that when a lot of people will come over here and they'll use a bidet for the first time, and uh, it seems like Quite often, we'll just hear giggling coming from the bathroom. <laughs> they go in there, um, yeah. and and they're they're fans. Um, yeah, uh, there there seems to be some interest out there, but it's also a little bit of a yeah. People are a little bit weirded out by it, I guess. Um,
1: so, what attracted you to Brondell? Um. You know, really, it was the people that um, were involved with, with the company. Um, I got you know started with the company when we were still very small. Um, but the people who are involved uh, in the founding of the company and the running uh, of the company uh, really have um, a track record of identifying the future and, and pulling it into today. So Dave Samuel, um, the founder of of Brondell, one of the founders of Brondell, um, you know, he's, you know, started a couple of companies, sold them, runs a VC uh, fund uh, currently. Um, And he, uh, his first company was a music streaming uh, service online back in the days of Napster. Um, And whereas Napster didn't monetize, right, they got crushed by the government because they were essentially stealing music, Uh, Dave um, was savvy enough, uh, you know, even in his twenties to monetize the business, sell subscriptions and therefore wasn't stealing anybody's music. Right. And so, whereas Napster again, got crushed by the government and lost kind of everything. Dave was able to sell his company for hundreds of millions of dollars to AOL. Um, And then since, Uh, He was, you know, very early on, kind of web 1.0 days of streaming stuff online. Um, There weren't too many guys, you know, people doing that. Uh, uh, Mark Cuban was streaming sports. And so since Dave was streaming music and Mark was streaming sports, they kind of bumped into each other in, in the same kind of community. So um, they were friendly. And uh, so when Dave started Brondell, he told Mark about it. And, uh, you know, Mark's an investor advisor in the company as well. Um, and then the guy who runs the uh, company on a day-to-day basis, uh, Steve Shear, um, was actually the fourth employee at Craigslist and worked with Craig in his apartment in in San Francisco, um, and so helped as the uh, the operations guy at Craigslist to to really help grow grow Craigslist, um, and then Scott Penesoto, the other uh, founding member. Um, was a product engineer with Sony in Japan, um, so had kind of that first ground knowledge of uh, you know bidet seats in in a in a, a market that was on fire for him. Um, and he's worked for Indian Motorcycle in the past as well, so a very strong product guy. So that team together really ignited my imagination and um, you know what really could happen if. Um, you know, the U.S. followed uh, sim- similar trends to the Japanese market with bidet, uh, bidet seats, and these guys are the ones that I believed could do it, right? So um, I jumped in both feet first, you know.
0: Awesome. So would you say that uh, bidet seats are Brundell's biggest seller, or are there other categories that are bigger within the company?
1: Yeah, no, there's still today, uh, I mean, it was our founding purpose uh, is, um, continues to be our largest uh, category segment. Um, and we we call it our, you know, our foundational cornerstone. Um, so we're still a bidet first company. Um, we've since, you know, expanded uh, and our umbrella is now a healthy home experience. So uh, when we first started, we were a better bathroom experience, very focused on bidets, uh, very focused on the toilet, um, and, um, you know, just to broaden categories, diversify more, a healthy home experience, and, uh, you know, we, you know, our goal is to have a, a Del product in every home uh, in America, in every, or every room of every home in America at every age, Um, so we believe we can deliver, deliver that. And we've, we've seen great growth, um, both in air and water uh, as well, but still, uh, bidet first, bidet always. (laughs) (laughs) Great.
0: Uh, so I'm going to get, kind of get into the Brondell Swash 1400. Um, from what Mm -hmm. I can tell, the Swash 1400 came out in 2017. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was wondering how how did
1: it improve on previous Brandel bidet seats? Yeah, so the 1400, yeah, is definitely it's our newest flagship uh, product of our bidet line. Um, and there were definite things um, that we wanted to improve upon over the Swash 1000, which is basically what it um, iterated on and improved upon. Uh, the Swash 1000 is a great bidet seat. You can't go wrong with it. It's a workhorse you know, uh, but one of the things that we pride ourselves on here at Brondell is, um, you know, to make sure that we're, have an open ear to our customers. And so, you know, we were constantly asking, you know, what, what can we do better? What are some of the, you know, complaints uh, that people had about things? Um, and, you know, one of the things about the Squash 1000, it was, it was a pretty wide uh, bidet seat. So, uh, American toilets um are a different shape than European and Asian toilets, right? So a lot of the toilets you find in Europe and uh, Asia are kind of the D-style seats. So they may round in the front, but then they kind of stay wide and they go straight back. Um, and toilets in America, in the U.S. Uh, and Canada, um, almost have more of a teardrop uh, shape, right? So they taper towards the back as well as tapering in towards, towards the front, Um, And so we wanted to make a seat, design a seat that was specifically for the North American market that would look the best on toilets here. So not just taking a seat off the shelf that was designed for a different market, but actually, you know, invest the money to make sure that, uh, you know, Americans are getting the best looking bidet seat possible. So kind of from the you know, optics, what you'll first notice about the Swash 1400 is that it tapers to fit North American toilets. Um, another um, common kind of, uh, uh, I'll call it an eyesore, I guess, um, is uh, external uh, water connections. Um, so, you know, the thing you don't want to do is someone's kind of already maybe a little apprehensive about using a bidet, and then they Go and they approach it on the toilet and there's hoses and wires and all this stuff coming out of it, right? So that may be even a, create a bigger barrier to, to trial. So on the Swash 1400, what we did is we made a hidden pocket for the connections. We moved the electrical cord from the right side over to the left side uh, next to the water connection. We made the water connection smaller and tucked it um, back up in and behind uh, in the toilet seat so it's virtually invisible all the connections um, so much more streamlined look overall with the um, with the swash 1400 um, we also added a, a night light uh, because that was one of the um, from the swash 800 to the 1000 we lost the nightlight and then that was one of the biggest requests that we had with the 1000 was bring back the nightlight um so we did we brought back the nightlight in the swash 1400 And so we have the cool blue glow of a nightlight that'll lead you to the toilet so you don't have to flip on the shocking overhead light in the middle of the night and wake yourself up that's probably one of my favorite features
0: like i go right back to sleep with that whereas before like turning on the overhead light it was the worst and it take me a little while yeah. little longer so yeah
1: good move. and your eyes kind of burn <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. of the <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's a it's a little thing that has a big impact right that led bulb um gives it a, a cool look too not only is it functional in the middle of the night it's also it's pretty cool mm-hmm. um so we have that. We also um, added in uh, two user presets, so kind of like memory functions. Um, so you can have a his and a hers. Um, I still have the Swash One Thousand at my house just because I, I'm I'm kind of almost seeing how long will it go, right? So I've had it for uh, eight, almost eight years now, and it's still going strong. Um, But uh, so my wife and I, we have to change the settings every time we sit down uh, to the preferences because my wife and I have different preferences of uh, on the bidet seat, right? Um, So now uh, with the Squash fourteen hundred, with a single touch of a button, it'll remember your presets. Um, So that's a great uh, function. We also added in an auto function on the Swash 1400 as well. Um, So that way, because we got a lot of people that were dealing with uh, elder care, people maybe have dementia or something, and it was, you know, remember to hit the wash function, hit the move button. You know, they may want the temperature up or down or the pressure or whatnot with the auto. uh, And then hit stop at the end uh, and hit dry. That might be a lot for someone to remember, especially if uh, it's an elderly uh, person. Um, So we have that one-touch auto button. You hit it. It goes all the way through a wash cycle and a dry cycle. It takes care of everything all on its own, starts and finishes when it should um, with one touch of the button um, so that it kind of addressed um, a certain need um, but even for everybody that's just a great convenience um, so yeah so we we added a number of uh, functionalities um, as well as you know some look and feel uh, to to the bidet uh, to the bidet see we also reimagined uh, a bit the the remote control as well so it's a little bit different of a look. It's a thinner, sleeker uh, remote control. okay, yeah, I, I definitely
0: enjoyed the the remote having oh, it's nice to not have to turn or anything. I imagine when people with mobility issues, like it's it's really nice not having like either having the controls right on the seat or um, even like having to reach down or anything like that. Uh, the remote makes it so much easier. Um, so currently it looks like the Swash 1400 costs about $650. And I think to a lot of people, uh, they would think that's how much Congress would spend on a toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you sell someone on spending that
1: much on a Swash 1400? Um, you know, there, uh, is, uh, savings in in toilet paper for sure. Um, you'll use anywhere from you know seventy five percent less toilet paper to hundred percent you know less toilet paper if you choose to go completely paperless and use the warm air dryer solely. Um, so there is a, an offset um, savings there. Uh, I know my family when we started using bidets, we we saw a dramatic decrease um, in in the use of toilet paper. So that hits your pop- pocketbook. It also, uh, you know, hits the environment in a, in a great way as well, right? So um, you can feel good, I guess, about making the environmental investment into a bidet as well as um, having some level of offset of uh, not spending as much monthly on your toilet paper, right? Um, but more than that, I think just for I mean, because there's lots of different. Uh, we have several different price points with bidets, uh, bidet seats, um, but with the squash 1400 at 649, which, by the way, for what you're getting there, that is a, a really great value. Um, you know that for the light kind of quality and components and feature set. I mean, really, it should be a thousand dollars plus, right? But for 649, you get dual stainless steel nozzles. You get St- nozzle sterilization utilizing nanotechnology you get a deodorizer uh, that utilizes uh, um, a carbon catalyst filter um, you know it it's completely a hands-free experience remote control um, the nozzles are positionable they have an oscillating feature so they'll move on their own the um, it has an instant ceramic heating system, so it's endless warm water. It's not a tank system that will run out of uh, you know warm water at some point, which can be shocking. I know in Michigan uh, <laughs> cold winters, as <laughs> you don't you don't experience actually because you have a Swash fourteen hundred. But um, so. Just there's so many uh, benefits, and and at the end of the day, for six forty nine, it may seem like a lot, but with what you're getting, it really is an affordable luxury. Um, and people are worth you know worth it to pamper themselves just a little bit because it's better for the environment. It's actually better for them hygienically, um, and it just feels better, right? So create that spa experience in your home for kind of an easy retrofit. On your toilet, great. Yeah, and you mentioned that you are getting
0: a lot for that price tag. I uh, we also have a bidet that's a little higher price point, made by. um, I'm not gonna say the specific (laughs) manufacturer, but they're uh, based in Japan, and uh, you probably know enough from that. (laughs) But Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, and it. Costs maybe a couple hundred dollars more, and I'd say it, the Swash 1400 works just as well, if not better. Um, and we also have a another one that's around the $200 price range, and you can definitely see the difference in in quality. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just I'm saying that to to back up what you said. Um, it, from my experience. Uh, it does seem like you're getting a lot for the six fifty. Um and yeah, I I love it. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, what, that's, what we try to do is, is deliver a value. So we're trying to deliver more than what we feel you're, you're, you're paying for, right? So there's other bidet seats out there, um, like the one you probably just mentioned that's more expensive, that's uh, the manufacturer from J- Japan. I mean, they have a single plastic nozzle system, right? And it's more expensive. And ours is a dual stainless steel nozzle system, for only six forty nine, so little things like that. We've thought about quality, durability, all of those types of things that go into our, our design, but still deliver it at um, at a value price point.
0: Great. So, what we what's coming up next for Brondell's line of bidets? Uh, what what sorts of products are you developing, or what what sort of innovations are are you kind of looking at potentially pr- pursuing?
1: Yeah, so specifically in bidets, um, we're always looking. Um, we're always looking kind of at, at both ends, right? So we're looking at how do you push a, a value luxury proposition, as well as how do you lower the barrier to entry for for people, right? Because um, we really, again, we really do believe that once someone experiences. Uh, experiences washing with water, they don't ever, they don't ever go back. And and in fact, we've found um, that a lot of people, uh, Americans, are think yeah, I'm not too sure about washing with water, so I don't know if I'm going to spend six hundred and forty nine dollars on a bidet seat, but I'll try this thirty dollar bidet attachment. I mean, that was kind of even like your story a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and so we find that once people buy the attachments, even though maybe cold water, maybe even in the winter, they still get the benefits of washing with water, and it's easy to understand, right? And so that's an easy um, trade. Okay, yeah, now I understand. I you know spent the $30, washing with water is better. I want the warm water. I want the deodorizer. I want the bells and whistles, right? So one of the things that we are currently um, working on, we're we're about to launch it um, here at the Kitchen and Bath Industry Show, really here in just a couple weeks in Las Vegas, is the first-of-its-kind non-electric dual-temperature bidet seat. Um, So it's part of our eco-seat line, um, and so we're targeting a sub-$100 price point. Um, so it'll use the water, uh, the cold water connection right at the toilet, much like all bidet seats do. And then it'll also use the hot water connection underneath your sink in the bathroom. So again, this is for somebody who says, well, you know, I want to try something, uh, you know, under a hundred dollars is fine for me to try it out. And, uh, but I don't want to try out ice cold water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it kind of is a hybrid between, um, you know, dual temperature uh, bidet attachments um, and bidet toilet seats. Um, And so we're trying to match the best of both worlds there. So no need for a GFI outlet or anything. Um, And it uses a mixing valve to mix that cold and hot water to give a warm water wash. Um, So we're really excited about that product.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so our least favorite bidet uh kind of works like that it's an attachment and yeah the for the hot water it hooks up to the to the faucet attachment under the sink and we the way the bathroom's set up it just was a pain to do so we just removed the hot water part Uh, yeah but i i felt like for if You have the right bathroom set up it would it would work well Um,
1: yeah it's not for not for everybody i mean if you have a a separate water closet right um so just a little room that has a toilet in it that's separate from the rest of the bathroom might not work (laughs) we do sell um custom lengths of the hot water hose um the, the tubing um so that does help but but really, again, it's just another product that's out there that'll help introduce more people by lowering the price point barrier to to trying, um, you know, washing with water. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, we're also um, working on, and, and um, we're close, I believe it's uh, probably be sometime uh, the back half of this year. We're uh, working on our um, integrated bidet toilet. Um, So it'll be, you know, a toilet that has the bidet seat functionality integrated um, into it, into a one one whole piece. Um, So it looks super modern, um, and it'll go toe-to-toe with um, some of the other Japanese manufacturers that you spoke of, (laughs) Um, but again, uh, delivering at a value price point. Um, So uh, we're excited about that as well, uh, to deliver uh, both ends of the spectrum great that's that sounds great um
0: so now i'm going to get into some of the the brainiacs questions uh first off <laughs> uh how much cleaner do bidets make your tush than paper <laughs> that's a loaded
1: question man no <laughs> um how i would answer that question is it's not a a, a question of cleaner it's a question of not clean or clean. So a hundred percent cleaner. <laughs> I mean, if you put your hand, uh, if you were at the park and you put your hand in dog poop by accident, I mean, you would never just grab a dry paper towel and try to wipe yourself <laughs> clean, right? You would never think of that as clean, but somehow we've gotten in our mind that doing that on the toilet is clean but i think the skid marks of america will prove me right (laughs) (laughs) i i am excited to see the
0: um empirical research uh that you guys come out with (laughs) i'm kidding Uh,
1: (laughs) um, yes
0: so with wine there are professional tasters is there a special tester bum that you go to in product development Yes, the
1: bidet sommelier. Right,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, We're all bidet sommeliers here at Brondel. Um, true uh, true story. Uh, when we have a new product, there's uh, no other way to get the best level of testing than to throw it on one of the toilets here in the office, and uh, everyone can write in their... Um, their feedback uh, anonymously or if they want to stand behind what they're saying. Um, but we, we do, we, we do, um, you know, real life human personal testing. So it's not uh, computers and machines and uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, like I said, we're all bidet sommeliers here at Brondell. Have you had any uh, really bad experiences doing that? <laughs> uh, um, so Honestly, I can only say that I've ever had one horrible experience, and it was when we were testing uh, some competitor products. Um, um, and, the, and the product uh, that was the worst experience that I've ever had with a bidet is actually uh, no longer in the market. It didn't make it. the The, the company went under. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> proof proofs in the pudding.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, One more Brainiac question. Are there any plans to introduce a bidet with
1: noise-canceling capabilities? So that's actually something that's very common in the Japanese market um, because, uh, you know, the living in Japan is just much more dense. Um, So, uh, you know, condominium living, um, thin walls, all that kind of good stuff. Um, So that's a very common feature in Japan. Um, we have kind of consciously made the decision not to add that in any of our products. One, because it is so closely associated with the Japanese market, um, and logistically, you know, bathrooms just are usually, um, you know, architecturally designed to be further away from kind of living spaces usually in America. We have bigger homes, more wide open spaces, um. So that's sort of been our thought process with kind of the noise, the noise canceling.
0: Okay, uh, now we're in this section uh, that I call five quick questions. And these mm-hmm. are just kind of fun questions, so uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, the first one is,
1: at what time of day do you do your best work? Um, My optimal time is probably 9.30 to 10.30. (laughs) So I have a good hour that I am peak performing. Um, But I eat lunch at about 11.30, and I'm one of those guys that gets hangry pretty easily. So um, about 11 o'clock or so, I start to get real hungry, and by 11.30, I'm famished. So it kind of tails off.
0: Question two: What habit
1: do you have that you think improves your life the most? What habit do I have that improves my life the most? Quite honestly, I have to tell you, um, I pray every day, and um, that has had the probably the single largest impact um, on my life, uh, general well-being, I believe, uh, as well as as effectiveness. So I think prayer, meditation, um, those are things that, um, everybody should do.
0: Great. Yeah. I, s- while I was researching for this. I saw you went to Oral Roberts and, um, did pastoral studies, was it?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: Interesting. What, what led you away from that? Uh,
1: I guess it, it seems like the are kind of far away <laughs> from that. <laughs> Did you uh, yeah well my idea with going into yeah pastoral studies uh, in college was i felt like i couldn't go wrong studying because really you know the study of religion is the study of god and the study of man right because it's how those two interact i thought i can't go wrong if i study god and i study man and uh so there's a lot of uh God help me (laughs) moments in sales and uh, building a company. Um, And there's a lot of uh, human nature (laughs) in sales and building a company. So, um, you know, I believe uh, people can be a a pastor whether they're, um, you know, in the full-time ministry or whether they're out in the full-time marketplace. Awesome. Yeah, I
0: I feel like I took the secular equivalent and got my uh degrees in psychology (laughs) which is okay again study a
1: man and yeah yeah i mean it just applies to so much right so it's uh it's great it's a good foundation
0: cool uh question three what has been the most effective method for getting the word out about
1: your product um i guess how i'd answer that question would be um, humor. Um, So I don't know that there's ever been one silver bullet kind of modality of communicating. Um, So whether that's, you know, internet, you know, print or email or, or anything, you know, I think it's just whatever, however we communicate, when we communicate in humor, it really disarms and makes people open up. And when we're talking about America's potty culture, there's got to be humor because there's a lot of defenses that need to come down before people can be open to hear uh, the things that we need to say to, to convert them to bidet use. Right. Um, so in all in all things, um, the most effective uh, thing to get people aware uh, has been has been humor. Awesome.
0: That that brings to mind. uh the infamous squatty potty commercial with the unicorn, uh, yeah. And the soft serve rainbow. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, question number four, how much TV do you watch in a typical week?
1: In a typical week? Um, well, we have, uh, at my home, we have, uh, kind of structured family TV time. um, so I have a daughter and a married uh, wife. Um, and so we wait until about seven 30 each night and then we'll do about an hour of a, you know, family TV together. Um, so then that structure kind of helps my daughter to, um, do other things. Um, but that she knows that we're not totally withholding it from her, but that there's a structured time for that. And that's how you manage that time. Um, so there's at least five hours there. Um, then I watch probably a half hour with my wife before we go to bed. Um, so there's another, you know, um, few hours. Um, and then I watch documentaries usually while I do uh, while I fold the laundry on the weekends. Um, so that's probably another hour, a couple hours. So. There's 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 plenty of TV time in there, but I also try to spy, you know sprinkle in some level of documentary, so I feel like I'm uh, uh, investing back into something. It's not just pure entertainment.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, what have you seen any good documentaries lately?
1: Um, I'm, of course I watched the fire documentary, oh, which yeah. is pretty fascinating. <laughs> um, I feel like I've uh, worked with uh, guys like that in the past. <laughs> um so it kind of hit home. But um, yeah, I've been watching the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary, which is a several part series a documentary, I believe it's a PBS docu- documentary. And um, growing up, I, you know, learned uh, a lot about the Vietnam War and um, was fascinated by it. But it's just the the kind of the early days of the Vietnam War and how we kind of Stumbled our way into it as a country was uh, pretty fascinating a lot of stuff. I didn't know um, Being the age I am and not being alive during that time. So um, I've I found that fascinating also watched um, Some stuff on the Roosevelt's uh, And specifically FDR that was pretty fascinating to me as well I'll have to check those out. I'm a big
0: documentary fan Uh, so question number five, what does the world need more of? The (laughs) days, (laughs) man. That's an easy one. Heck yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, that is, those are all the questions I have. Is there anything else you'd like to tell listeners?
1: Um, you know, I, I guess I would say to anybody who's listening to this, you probably have some level of interest in um, bidets and washing with water. Um, and, but you may be listening because this is part of your discovery uh, journey about washing with water. And I would just say that, I mean, even though it seems like, wow, this guy's like a crazy bidet guy, um, I was like you one day, too, uh, you know, where. I had to build up my courage to use the bidet the first time, and in fact, I think I worked at Brondell probably for a few weeks before I had built up a courage enough um, to use the bidet, uh, you know, in the office, Um, so I would just say, take the plunge, you know, Uh, it's not weird. you get in the shower every day and if you think about it as just kind of a very localized shower experience maybe that'll be enough to get you over the hurdle but everybody kind of has started at one point uh being apprehensive but even the most ardent evangelists of bidets um, had to get their courage up to one day uh, so maybe you'll turn into that evangelist too yeah
0: i i found i it helped to start with low pressure, <laughs> just, yes. just to work yeah. up the courage. And um, yeah. I also like that you use the phrase "washing with water" to refer to bidet use. I, I like that. I think it, it 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 has a good ring to it, and it, it just like kind of is like, a, oh duh, I should wash with water. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's
1: kind of it normalizes the experience, and we like to say, "wash, don't wipe." around here okay cool yeah
0: oh well i may have to use that um well thank you so much parker and best of luck with brondell great i appreciate it and thanks for uh, having me on for sure well that was a fun interview and we didn't even get too gross hopefully uh Hopefully you, you learned a lot. Now I'm going to get into what I think of the Brondell Swash 1400 Luxury Bidet Toilet Seat. I have had this for about seven months and use it on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times. Uh, my wife also uses it uh, in a, a slightly different way than I do. Uh, we're not going to get into the specifics of that. Uh, we'll just, yeah, leave it at that. So this is a fancy bidet seat, it's got all the bells and whistles, it's got dual stainless steel nozzles, it's got a ceramic core water heating system, it's got rear and front wash, it's got nozzle sterilization, it's got nozzle oscillation. it's got seven nozzle positions, it's got an aerated wash spray, spray width adjustment, deodorizer, gentle closing lid, which is great because my family uh, tends to like to slam down toilet lids. Uh, even even if people are sleeping, they'll, they'll just slam it down. Uh, with this, you can't slam it down. It just goes down gently and I can sleep all night. It's got a quick release seat in case you want to, I don't know, hit the road with it and you're in a hurry like the, the feds are breathing down your neck. And one of my favorite features is it has a night light, so you don't have to turn on the harsh light of your bathroom when you get up in the night to go pee, um, which I have to do quite often. And so yeah, it helps with your your target in the the middle of the night. There's also a warm air dryer, so you can kick those Charmin bears to the curb. Uh, Just be sure to flush before you use the warm air dryer on your Tokus because you don't wanna be blowing uh, the air over your dirty work. I found that it produces uh, an awful stank. Uh, so in my test, the water temperature that is squirted uh, ranges from 71 degrees Fahrenheit when you don't have any, any sort of uh, heat on. And when you have the heat on high, I was able to get it up to 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and the manufacturer states that it can reach 100 degrees, but I, it's been fairly rare that I've been able to get it that hot. Uh, it has happened, and it's delightful, um, but for the most part, it, it stays in the low 90s range. The seat heats up to 97 degrees, uh, which is great. I... I mostly keep it on eco mode because I care about Mother Earth. So most of the time the seat isn't that warm, uh, which is fine with me. Um, And my family probably hates me for it. I I also keep the thermostat uh, pretty low. Uh, 55 is not unheard of. But, you know, I do what I can for Mother Gaia. So you can adjust the water pressure from 14.5 PSI to 100 PSI. This, this works great. Uh, the the lower end is better for, for newbies and for youngsters. I prefer to keep it at the higher level because I want to get clean. I also like to have it oscillating so it, go, it moves back and forth um, while it's shooting at that high pressure. And I also use the high heat so it, it it does a good job of, of cleaning things off and most of the time when I spot check with some toilet paper the toilet toilet paper comes back clean toilet paper um, as my grandma used to call it so the bidet is incredibly easy to use without any instruction uh, you can just go in there and use it uh, there is a remote control that is helpful for individuals with mobility issues you don't have to turn around to use it uh, which yeah, it's very helpful. It also has the auto function, which we talked about in the interview, which is great for again people with uh, disabilities who may have some early onset dementia. They can just press on, press the auto button, and it does all the work, and they don't have to wonder if if they skipped a step. Uh, the steps are basically water and then dry. So there has to be pressure on the toilet before you can engage the bidet. This was frustrating at times because uh, we have a five-year-old who most of the time can't use the bidet uh, because he doesn't get enough pressure on the right spots or he's constantly moving. So you'll engage the bidet to start working and then he'll move and then it stops because the pressure isn't there. Uh, it takes a second for the the nozzles to come out because um, there's a little bit of sterilization that goes on before it starts shooting and also to get the heat going. Uh, cool. Oh, we have some sirens going by during the, the recording. It, it's all good. I, I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Anyway. Uh, so the five-year-old can't use it most of the times, uh, but sometimes we can give him the scent just right and it does all the cleaning. And he is living like some fancy rich person uh, with water doing all the work for him. The This toilet seat is backed by a three-year warranty. And from what Parker was saying, it sounds like that's not going to be too much of a concern. Uh, It sounds like these toilet seats are built to last and I imagine based on Brondell's customer service if it's beyond the three-year warranty they may still uh, be there to help you out if you have any problems. So there were a couple of negatives I found with this. Uh, First of all the seat doesn't fit as well as I'd like it to fit. Uh, First of all it wobbles a little bit and if I get too rowdy on the seat it it shifts uh like it goes to a different setting and it's a little bit hard to to get it back uh the other the other kind of negative I have is that the so based on how our bathroom is set up there isn't a good electrical outlet right by the toilet so I had to by an extension cord, and you have to get a special extension cord that's 15 amps. Uh, in the notes, I'll, I'll leave a link to the one that we use. Uh, but in order to get it to the outlet, I had to run this cord through my bathroom. And our bathroom walls are purple, and there really isn't a good extension purple extension cord that matches our walls, so it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, we use gray, um, and I also use these little, uh, I don't know, little hook things along the way to, to get the cord to go against the wall, so it looks somewhat neat, but it's, it's still not not the prettiest. Uh, but. It's our master bathroom where we don't have a ton of visitors, so it's it's not like we're we're having the the Joneses over and we're trying to keep up with, and, and they're they're not seeing it. Anyway, overall, I'm not sure if this would be the best starter bidet. Uh, I if you are in love with bidets and you know you want one and you know you want the best, then then I would recommend this bidet. Uh, it, but I'd say it's more for people who have a little experience using a bidet and now have decided that they want something that's really good. They're ready to invest in, in making their trips to the throne more enjoyable. Uh, they, they really care about their, their derriere and, and just, just want a luxury feel. Uh, it is kind of expensive at $650, but keep in mind that this is something, a product that you're going to be using every day, and it's something that is going to last you for many years into the future. Uh, that about wraps up this episode. If you have any questions, uh, please contact me at brainsreport@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, please check out the show notes by going to brainsreportpodcast.com. And there we have links to everything we've talked about. And yeah, all I can say is give washing with water a try. Take care.